and friends of Elmira Baptist Church. Well, actually, it's good evening. This is Elmira and you. I'm Pastor Scott. Welcome. Today is Friday, June 10th, 2022. And those of you that follow me on our YouTube channel know that I just posted our weekly update this morning, but this is a different update. I just want to remind you that this coming weekend, as you have responsibilities, please be 15 minutes early, shoot to be 15 minutes early. Okay, you're five minutes late of that and you become 10 minutes early, we're good. But I, I find it's just easier to shoot for 15 minutes early. Also, let me remind you that tomorrow we're going to do some vacation Bible school blitzing and we use teens and children for this as well. So please feel free to bring them out. We have been looking at some of these imperatives for Christian men as we work our way um, through these Friday podcasts. And we've looked at, me at Christian men take responsibility. Christian men take responsibility. One of the things that Christian men take responsibility for is they take responsibility for their churches. Christian men take responsibility for the churches that God places them in. Let me read it to you this way. Christian men take responsibility to serve in their church. And Christian men take responsibility to provide an example that other men can follow. And finally, Christian men take responsibility for the leadership and for the financial needs of the church. When we were in Mongolia, a friend of mine went out to a far western city. I say city. In Mongolia, these would have been places of twenty or 30,000 people. For Mongolians in the countryside, they were large centers. But of course, twenty or 30,000 people is about the size of Dixon. And my Christian brother had gone out there. He was considering planting a church out there. He came back. I said, are there any churches in that city? He said, there is. There is a church there, but they're soon going to need to find a new pastor. I said, oh, really? What's happening to the current pastor? He said, well, the 18-year-old girl who's pastoring the church will soon be coming to Ulaanbaatar, our city, for her college education. Wow. Another time, before I got into my church planning ministry, we went to visit a local church. Very interesting. It was summertime. There was a man there. He preached in Korean. It was translated into Mongolian. I did not understand either one. But afterwards, we were able to have a meal with the pastor and uh, sat and talked with him. There was an interpreter who interpreted from Korean into English. And he shared with us that he was only there for the summer. He was a Bible college student. And... Uh, came for the summer to do his internship there, he said the real folks that keep this church going are two ladies, and he pointed to two women. Now, I, I don't fault any of these women for leading in the church. I don't. That's not the problem. The problem is that men do not step up and lead. And often in Mongolia, Christianity was seen as a religion for women and children. Remember, Mongolia is a polytheistic society, many gods, and uh, in their mind, different gods had different 
constituents, if you will, different people that they blessed, different types of people that worshipped those particular false gods. We know the truth, that the God of the Bible is the God of all, the God of every man, every woman, every child in the world. He's not a God just of Americans or North Americans or Western-speaking people, or even the God of Christians, and then there are other gods for other groups. No, he's the God of all. We understand that. Mongolians did not. Many of them saw the Christian God as a God for women and children. Why? Because it was too easy for these ladies to step into positions of leadership. No man would take responsibility. When I find a church where women are running the church, I don't fault the women. The women are doing what they have to do because the men have abdicated their responsibility. Men, men of Elmira Baptist Church, hear me. Christian men, we take responsibility for ourselves. We take responsibility for our families, as I mentioned last week. We also take responsibilities for our church. When it comes time to serve, we should be the first ones to raise a hand and say, I'll try to do that. When it comes time to be an example for other men to follow, we need to step up and take that role. When it comes to the financial needs of the church, don't look to your wife. Well, uh, sweetie, make sure we tithe. Now, some families, the wife handles the budget. I'm not talking about that. There's nothing wrong with a, a husband and a wife consulting with each other and the wife running the budget. But don't leave it up to your wife whether you tithe or not, your family tithes or not. Make sure that you have talked with your wife and you're both on the same page and you are going to give to the Lord at least 10% of your income. Because Christian men take responsibility for the financial needs of the church. That's actually not even our devotional of the day. Our devotional comes from Psalm 90, verse 16, that says this, Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. This is the only psalm that we know of that was written by Moses. So this is probably the oldest psalm in our Bible. And as Moses comes to the end of this psalm, he says this, he prays this to God. Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. I've been preaching on this topic of marriage and family, parenting and children. And then last week I switched to this topic of spiritual renewal. God pouring out His presence and His power in a fresh way. We always have God's presence. His Holy Spirit lives inside of us. That's amazing. But for that to blossom and bloom and break through our selfishness, so that it is seen by all around us. I've been talking about that. And you may say, how are these topics related? Well, I believe, I believe that we need to be praying that God's glory would be revealed to our children. Think of the people in the time of Joshua. Joshua came from a generation they knew God. They saw God. The Red Sea opened and they walked across on dry ground and then just as their enemies got into, uh, into that path, the waters came back across and crushed their enemies. They saw the manna. They saw the Shekinah glory, the pillar of fire by night, the pillar of cloud by day. They had the water that God supplied. They knew God. There was a generation that followed Joshua. They knew of God. They talked to Joshua. They, they talked to their parents. They had seen the manna. Maybe they had missed the the Red Sea, but they'd seen the manna, they'd seen the victories in Israel, the, the promised land as they came in. But then there arose a new generation, 
They did not know God. And they didn't worship him. They turned to false gods. We want every generation of Christians to know that our God is real because they, number one, have experienced his salvation, again, by God's grace. Number two, they know God's presence in their life, that the Holy Spirit lives within them and they know what it is to walk in the Spirit. And number three, they see the power of God to provide, to protect. So we pray, as Moses did in Psalm 90, let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. The chief goal of my preaching is to lay a foundation of family that will enable us to pass on our faith in God to our children and to our grandchildren. And so we'll need those biblical tools to understand how our parenting should work. But most of all, as parents, we need to pray and ask God to reveal His glory to our children and to our grandchildren. We want our children to see God's glory. Our children need to see God's glory for themselves. We have no desire to be the last generation of biblical Christians in America. To avoid that fate, we must pass on our walk with God to this next generation. We want our children to love God, to walk with God, to exalt God in their behavior. We need, America needs more serious-minded Christians. And our children, my children, your children, my grandchildren, your grandchildren, can be those disciples of Jesus that live wholeheartedly for Him. Let's pray. Let's pray that God would reveal His glory to our children so that they are in awe of Him, so that they want to walk with Him, that they want to exalt Him. This is Ben, Elmira, and you for Friday, June 10th, 2022. I hope you'll join us this Sunday. We're going to meet at 9.45 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, and 5 o'clock for evening worship. Don't forget to be 15 minutes early. You'll find us at 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California. And you can join me next Monday for another edition of Elmira and You. And pray that God would reveal His glory to our children. Amen.